Hallelujah. Well, we're talking about righteousness. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, and we're going to go on with it today. God made him, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. How much is the righteousness of God? That's all of it in Christ. You are the very righteousness. I had him play, Rod, you got that David Ingalls song. David Ingalls, back in the mid-70s, he wrote a lot of good songs, but I like this one, and we played it back there. So I want to I start with that. This is you.
Amen. Now we can go home right now. Because that's who you are. We are the very righteousness of God in Christ. Not going to be. We are. I am the righteousness of Christ. Amen. He's already paid for it. We call that exchange. You know, in Isaiah 43, remember, he says, Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing, and it will spring forth speedily, and shall you not know it? I'll even make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. That's not natural, folks. That's supernatural. And he said, Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Don't be thinking about who you were and what happened to you later, someday or a long time ago. It doesn't matter. It's not who you are anymore. He said, don't remember it. I'm not going to remember it. Matter of fact, the same chapter over verse 25, he said, I, even I, am he that blotteth out your transgressions for my name's sake and will not remember your sins anymore. If he's not going to remember them, why should you? Amen? Amen? The devil's the only one that wants to remind you of who you were. Amen? So just get over it. That's not who you are anymore. <clears throat> now, last time I started, and I want to go back to this, Luke 1, 58, uh, Luke 1 uh, chapter, I want to start in verse 67, I think. When Zacharias, uh, John the Baptist's dad, opened his mouth, he was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to prophesy. And he says in verse 68, thank you, Lord, for your word. Blessed be the God of Israel, for he had visited and redeemed, say redeemed, his people. And has raised up a horn of salvation for us and to his servant David. And as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. Now catch this, that we shall be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all those that hate us. We shall be saved from our enemies. The biggest enemy you have in your life is that old mind. That wants you to remember all the former things and consider all the things of old. He's de- he delivered us from that word enemies there. It, it's, it's that word that was used. The natural mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to God, neither indeed can it be. And that's the word enemies. It's hostile towards you. The biggest enemy you got is your old thought life. But he did what? He saved you from that. And he said, old things are passed away. And behold what? All things are become new. Remember not the former things. Neither consider. And from those that hate us. All that hate us. That comes from the same word there. That old thing is not subject to God, the old mind, and never will be. You know, we talked about it. Your old mind is part of your old soul. Now, you can't change the old soul. All you can do is give it a decent burial and receive the new one and get on with your new life. And don't go there anymore. Because God has made you in Christ the very righteousness of God. Of him, 1 Corinthians 1.30, of him are you in Christ who has made into us wisdom, righteousness, all the other stuff. So why? That no flesh will glory in his presence. But of him are you in Christ Jesus. Of who? Of him are you in Christ. Now look at that. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore unto Abraham, that he would grant to us that we, 
being delivered out of the hands of our enemies. There it is. We have been delivered out of the hands of that old thing. That we might serve him without what? What did Janice say a while ago? We are not the servants. We're not the slaves of sin anymore. He delivered us from fear. Fear of what? Fear of everything. Hebrews 2 says, For as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, Christ himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that hath the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. If you're a Christian, you should have no fear of death. Absolutely no fear of death. When you take your last breath here, you take your first there. Because he that believeth in me, Jesus said, will never, never die. Death hath no more dominion over you. Jesus has already destroyed the last enemy, death. Revelation 1, he says, I have the keys of death and hell. I am he that liveth and was dead. Behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of death and of hell. So what? Rejoice. And he has been made what? Head of all principalities and powers. Now, what is that saying? He's the head of all principalities and power. He's the head of devil and all of his bunch. They can't do a thing without going through him because he's the head. We can't do anything without going through him because he's the head of the body, the church. And that's been paid for. Okay. That he might grant to us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. Fear of what? Fear of rejection, fear of failure, all that other junk that goes with the old creation. In holiness, in righteousness, before him some of your life. What's it say? All the days of your life. Not just a few more weary days and someday this will happen. All the days of your life you're going to serve him without fear in holiness and what? Righteousness. Because you've been made the very righteousness of God. Amen? In Christ Jesus. What is righteousness? It means holiness. It means innocence, just, that which is right in the sight of God. It means to be able to stand in the very presence of God without the sense of condemnation in any shape, form, or fashion. That's what righteousness is. He has given you the gift. Romans 5, 17 says, By the disobedience of one, many were made sinners. By by the obedience of one shall many be made, what? Righteous. They that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. What is righteousness? A gift. Shall reign in this life through one Christ Jesus. Abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. It's a gift. You're going to reign where? In heaven? Someday? Why not try reigning in life now in Christ Jesus, who is the head of all principalities and powers and rulers and of everything? Because he's translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his love. Romans 14, 17. You know that chapter is all about meat and drinks, not about what you eat or what you do, what day you serve and what you don't. It's not all that. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, And joy in the Holy Ghost. That's right. Righteousness. Peace. God made you the very righteousness. His very righteousness. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. The joy of the Holy Ghost is your strength. Right? The joy of the Lord is your strength. 
on the day of Pentecost. These are not drunk as you suppose, even though they are drunk. It is just 9 o'clock in the morning. They are drunk, and they are having a ball. That's the joy of the Holy Ghost. That's what the kingdom. He that in these things, righteousness, peace, and joy, and hope, serve God, is accepted of God and, and approved of men. It says Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. It wasn't man that was upset with Jesus. It was the religious bunch. Yes. Give me an amen. The sinners loved him. The unrighteous loved him. But it was the religious bunch that crucified him. Amen? Give me an amen. amen. He said in, John, in Matthew six thirty three, Seek ye first the kingdom. And what? His righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto you. Everything you need, seek you first. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And all these things will be added to you. Then he said, what? Fear not, little children. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I hear people say, all right, the kingdom's such a violence. And the violence taking it by force. And I'm just trying to take it by force. Well, good luck. (laughs) Have it. And I hope you got a lot of strength to take it by force. That was under the law from the days of John the Baptist until now. The kingdom suffered violent, and the violent had to take it by force. You had to bring your body under subjection and try to take it, but not anymore. Now, it's your father's good pleasure just to give it to you. That's a new way of living. That's a whole new way of living. Freely you have received, freely give. Just enjoy it. You know, we talked about Jesus, you know, Melchizedek. We have that. He was the king of Salem, which is peace, shalom, and the king of righteousness. King of peace, king of righteousness, with the joy of the Holy Ghost added. King of righteousness. Now, what does that say? 11, Isaiah 11, 5, talking about Jesus, says that righteousness shall be the girdle of his waist and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Or his loins. What is it? Righteousness. You see, Jesus is the king of righteousness. That's why Jesus took our sins to make us righteous. The very righteousness of God. And that's who he was. Isaiah 32, 1 says, Behold, a king shall reign, where? In righteousness. And princes shall rule in judgment. And then about verse 18 or 15, so down there, says the work of righteousness shall be peace. The effect of, of righteousness is quietness and assurance, and my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation and quiet resting places. When the hell comes, like it did the other night, we got a metal roof. I got to enjoy every bit of that hell, but it didn't hit me. I just got to listen to it. Amen? You don't have to fear. That's what he wants for us. Fear not little children. Why is he saying? It's the Father's good pleasure to give you. He knows what you have what? Need of. He didn't say greed of. He said need of. Amen? Sometimes we get that confused. But he is the king of peace and the king of righteousness. Romans 4.25, Jesus was delivered up for our offenses, but he was raised for our justification. The word justification and the word righteousness comes from the same root word. We've been justified, made righteous in his presence. It's all his work. It's just something we get to receive. Amen?
The resurrection of Christ was necessary for our justification. By faith that is in him, we are united with him in union with the living Christ. We're not saved only by believing that Christ died for us. The devils believe that. But Jesus said, if you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. For whosoever, say me, me. shall call on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Amen. Amen? Into him. It's a work of his grace in us that has done it all. Amen. Only through our union with the living Savior, who has by the virtue of his atoning death, burial, and resurrection, we receive forgiveness of sin, justification, redemption, righteousness, and everything else that you could ever want. Ephesians 1, 6, and 7, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath what? Made us accepted in the Beloved. You know, that was one of the first verses, 1975. He said, if I've made you accepted, who can reject you? Nobody. Because the real problem of rejection is rejection of God, not of man. When you know he's made you accepted, there ain't nobody in the world can reject you. You need to get a hold of that. Because he made you accepted in the beloved. In whom? We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Colossians 1.12, giving thanks unto the Father who hath made us capable, meet, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of the Son, of his dear Son, of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of some of your sins. All your sins. Oh, man. It's good stuff. I wasn't going to take the time, but I decided I'm going to take the time. Colossians 2. Says here, in whom, verse 3, are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you. I want to tell you something. There's lots of men out there that want to beguile you. There's lots of men out of there that want to deceive you. And that's why Ephesians 4 said he's given us the fivefold ministry. Why? To equip the saints for the work of ministry that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sly and cunning craftiness whereby they're lying in wait to deceive you. Now he says, in whom let no man beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I'm with you in the spirit, joined beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith, where? In Christ. As ye have received the Lord Jesus Christ, walk in him, rooted, built up in him, established in his faith as ye've been taught. Beware. Say beware. beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after rudiments of this world and not after Christ. For in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead body, and you are complete in him who is the head. Say head. head. Of all principalities and power, in whom also you were circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands, in the putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. You were buried with him, you were raised with him by the operation of God. And he has quickened you together with him. Say, I'm in union. 
blotting out all the handwriting ordinance that was against us and took them out of the way, nailing them to his cross. And having spoiled, disarmed, rendered idle, principalities and power, he made a show of them openly. Now let no man judge you, therefore, in meat and drink or a holy day or a feast day or any other day. For all of that's a shadow, but the reality is Christ. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. We live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Give me an amen. amen. Okay. That's enough of that. So, Habakkuk says, 2-4, talking about his soul was lifted up because of pride. That's that old nature. It's, it's lifted up by pride. But he said, but the righteous, the just one, shall live by God's faith and faith alone. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently or quickly seek him. Is that word. Quickly seek him. Holding the beginning of your confidence steadfast to the end. Jesus is the author. Jesus is the finisher. And everything in between that's his. It's really not that complicated. It's this thing here sometimes that gets in the way of trying to block what he's freely given to you. And you've got to remember sometimes you have an old mind, you have a new mind, and you have a brain. Now your brain needs to be reprogrammed. You need to, how do, I wish we could clear that thing. How do they do that? that they wipe that, wipe the disc clean and start over. Because if you be risen with Christ, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you're dead and your life is hid in Christ. And when Christ who is your life shall appear, then shall you also appear with him glory. In glory. So put to death that old man. Put it off. Put off the old man with his deeds. Put on the new man. That put on means to sink into a garment. Just sink in. See, just like that chair. Just sink into that garment. That's the new man. Just put it on. Put it on and do not make provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. It's a shame that old thing has to hang around, but it's going to hang around. But you be careful what you let the thing do. Paul said, I bring my body under subjection. That's by any means when I preach the others, I myself might be cast away. Amen. Give me an amen. Romans 1.16, he says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For the gospel of Christ is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greeks. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith into faith. From faith into another level of faith. The righteousness of God is revealed through the gospel of Isaiah 53. The very righteousness of God. God made him to be sin. So we could be made the righteousness of God. Hebrews 10.35 says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back. John, what's he talking about drawing back? Going back under legalism. That's what he's talking about. See, the whole Hebrew book was written to, to Jewish believers. That will help you as you read Hebrews. Give me an amen. amen. And a lot of that's about them going back under the, going back under the old covenant. And he says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we're not of those that draw back, but that those that believe to the saving of the soul. Amen? Amen. I might read the rest of that. Now he that will come will come and will not tarry, it says. 
but the just shall live by faith. But if any man wants to draw back, see, these evil men and seducers are the ones that's wanting to get you to draw back. Draw back to what? Who you were, not who you are. See, you need to contend for the faith that Jesus brought to you. Live by the faith of the Son of God. There's nothing to go back to. You know, somebody said, well, if, if I could convince you there's no heaven and no, no hell, what would you do? I said, I wouldn't change the way I live at all. I enjoy what I'm doing right now. Wouldn't make a bit of difference. I'm happy. I have no regrets. But the just shall live by faith. Now, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 and 9, is God is able to make all grace abound to you that you have an all-sufficiency in all things may abound into every good work as it is written. He hath diversed abroad, given to the poor, and his righteousness remains for how long? Forever. Because we have a priest, a new priest, after the order of Melchizedek that don't pass away. His righteousness will never pass away and neither will yours. Because you're living by the very righteousness of God. Amen? You say, Pastor, that sounds too good to be true. Doesn't matter to me. Still true. It's the good news. And it doesn't matter how you feel about it or what you think about it. It matters on what the Word says, and that's what the Word says. Amen? Amen. Give me an amen. You know, Jesus said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat this bread, he will live forever. And everybody left him. Because they were looking at it strictly in the natural. And all they were following him for was the loaves and the fishes. That's all they wanted. And he said to the disciples, will you go away also? And they said, where will we go? You have the words of eternal life. And he says, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. He's the living bread. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You can stand on that. It's the word of God. And that's what Jesus said. Amen. First Corinthians one thirty. that's where I said, But of him are you in Christ, who has made in, unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. All of that's past tense, saints. He's already done it for you. And it's already been done. Ephesians 4.23 says, And be renewed. That's the, that's the word exchange, if you search it out. Be exchanged in the spirit of your mind. See, put on a new mind, new man, which after God is created. How is it created? In righteousness and true holiness. Say that. Righteousness and true holiness. You are created in God's very image, which is righteousness and true holiness forever. It's done. No more going back. No more wrestling with that stuff. Give it a decent burial, Eugene said, and get on with your new life. Just kill the thing. Let it go. Philippians 3, 9. That we be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is... Filthy rags, what? Of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Amen. Romans ten three it says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves into the righteousness of God. Amen. You know, I was reading, I don't know if we got the time, but I'll go ahead and do it. We got time. Romans chapter eleven. He's talking about, once more, God grafted us in. But here, Romans uh, Romans 11, it says, uh, all right, 
Verse 7, what then Israel had not obtained that which it seeks for, but the election has obtained it, and the rest were blinded. The rest were what? Okay, why were they blinded? Because they didn't believe. According as it is written, God hath given them a spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears they should not hear unto this day. Why? Because they would not believe. All right, keep it this. David said, let their table be made a snare, a trap, a stumbling block, a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened, there it is, blindness, that they see not, and bow down their back always. And I say then, have they slumbered that they should fall? God forbid, but rather that through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles, for to provoke them to jealousy. Now if the fall of them be the riches of the world, what shall the diminishing of the riches of the Gentiles, and how much more their fullness? For I speak to the Gentiles, and much as I'm apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office. All right. And he goes on down and said to provoke them. For if the casting away of them, that word means rejection. If the rejection of them be the exchange of the world, that word reconciliation, yours may say exchanging. Somebody's will. That word is exchanging. If the exchanging of the world, what shall be the receiving of them but life from the dead? See? Now, it goes on down to say, verse 20, well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. Why were they broken off? By unbelief. The greatest enemy to faith is unbelief. It is the number one thing that kept the children of Israel out of the promised land. It's the number one thing that keeps you from walking in the new creation, unbelief. And he says, well, because of unbelief, they were broken off, and you're standing by faith. Don't be high-minded if God spared the natural branches. Take heed to spare not thee. And behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God, which fell on them severity, but towards you goodness, if you continue in the goodness. Stay in the goodness. Anytime you start somebody trying to beguile you and get you out of God's goodness, you know you're in trouble. When you start losing your peace, you know there's a reason you're losing your peace because you've moved out from under righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, what does it say in verse 23? If they still don't abide in unbelief, what's keeping them where they are right now? Unbelief. 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 See, all the stuff that we've been singing, all the stuff I'm talking about, is who you already are. And some of you staring at me saying, I I wish that was true. I really wish all that was true. It is true. That's who you are. He's good. He's made you good. That's who you are. Don't let the world tell you who you are. Take the word of God and believe who he says you are. That's who you are. God said that's who you are, and that's who you are. <clears throat> Verse 10, Romans 10, 3 says, for the, he said, I wish myself a curse for my, the Israel, for the Jews. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going back to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves into the very righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to those that what? Believe. That's all you got to do is believe. Good master, what must we do to do the works of God? This is the work of God, that you believe in me who he sent. That's it. But you won't come to me that you might believe. You won't come to me. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they that testify of me, but you will not come to me that you might have life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, say no man, man. comes to the Father, Father. but through me. That's it. 
I don't care how many ways they say he's out there. There's only one way, and he's the Son of God. Now, one of these days, God said, and all Israel will be saved. He didn't say some. He said all. One day, they're all going to be saved. You know what's going to happen? Their eyes are going to be opened again. And they're going to behold him whom they crucified. And they're going to weep when they see the one they crucified. They're not going to get a special way out. They're going to see the same way we got. Because this new covenant was written for them. We just got in it because they rejected it. Give me an amen, John. And we got it to make them jealous. Sad to say they look at the church and there's not much to make them jealous of. Too much mixture. They said there's not a lot of difference between them and us, are there? Hey, for this reason, the Son of God, whom the Son sets free, is what? So stand fast in the liberty and be not again, what? Entangled in the yoke of bondage. Isaiah 46, 12 and 13 says, I bring near my righteousness. It's not far off. My salvation will not tarry. I will place salvation in Zion for Israel my glory. Isaiah 41, 10 says, Fear not. I am with you, but be not dismayed, for I am God. I will strengthen you, yea, I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Of my what? My righteousness. Isaiah 59, 16, 17. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and the helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the gar- garment of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. He said, the zeal of the Lord is upon me. Jesus said that. Isaiah 60, verse 21 says, And all shall be righteous, every one. How many? All. Isaiah 62, 1 and 2, For Zion's sake I will not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake will I not rest, until righteousness go thereof as a brightness, and the salvation there is a lamp that burns. That's who you are right now. All creation is waiting for you to realize who you are. So it can be manifest and see it. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness and kings your glory. And now shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord has called. A new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name you. Say, I got a new name. Psalms 85.10 says, Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. That's not bad. I like that. Yea, verse 12 says, The Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. 13, righteousness shall go before him and shall set us up in the way of his steps. Jeremiah 23, 6. In the days of Judah, in his days shall Judah be saved and Israel will dwell safely. And this is the name wherewith they shall all be called the Lord our righteousness. You getting it? Righteousness is not just a word. It's who you are. Jeremiah 33, 15, in those days and at that time, I will cause the branch of my righteousness to grow up unto David, and he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. Why are we here to execute judgment and righteousness in the land? For thus saith the Lord, David shall never want for men to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel. No more priests, no more burnt offerings. Malachi 2 but unto you that fear my name shall the Son, S-U-N of righteousness, arise with healings in his rings, and you shall go forth as grown-up calves in a stall. The Son of righteousness. That's what you're talking about a while ago. I think it was Jim talking about the leaves, the sun not able to come through. But the Son of righteousness is going to appear with healing in his wings. Woo, Glory.
I'm getting it. So here we come down to the end. 1 John 4, 16 and 17, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. Say, I'm dwelling in God, because I'm dwelling in, in love. And the, what is it? God has shed abroad the, the love, his love in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which he's given us. Amen? All right. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. What does that mean? First Peter says, when you see all these things beginning to happen, the elements melting with fervent heat and all hell going everywhere, be sure that you found him, him in peace without spot or blemish exchanged. It says, herein is our love made perfect in, in a day of boldness, in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we now in this world. Well, hold my mule while I shout. Or let me hold your mule while you shout. That's who you are. That's who you are because of who he is. So what does this boil down to? Simply looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Anything outside of that, you don't need it. It's simple. The simplicity is God loves you. He sent his son. He took all your junk so he could make you righteous. That doesn't seem right, does it? Doesn't matter how it seems. God had a better plan than man's plan. Amen? So you are the very righteousness of God in him. So all I got left to say about all that is let's stand. And I want to pronounce the Melchizedek blessing. The Lord has blessed you and he is keeping you. The Lord has made his face to shine upon you and is being gracious to you every moment of every day. The Lord has lifted up his countenance upon you and has given you peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. There is no condemnation. Did anybody sense any condemnation? I don't think so. Because there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the Spirit of life in Christ has made you free from the law of sin and death. That's all I'm going to say about that.